Hey yo, it's Cidro. Holler at the people. Ten thousand tacos, yo. Hey yo, they never call me Flaco. Ten thousand tacos. I like mine with cilantro. Ten thousand tacos. Twist the line, get the taco. Ten thousand tacos. Pour me some horchata while Cidro talk about it. It's ten thousand tacos. Hey yo, I probably ate ten thousand tacos. I can still eat ten thousand more though. Yo, yo, they might. Flaco, but they sure can call me Gordo. It's ten thousand tacos. What? What? Ten thousand tacos. What? What? Ten thousand tacos. Yo, 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 yo. Ten thousand tacos. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Ten Thousand Tacos. I'm Isidro Salas, your host. Ten Thousand Tacos is a podcast of my ongoing journey of growing up in a taco truck. A long time ago and how those experiences and the many lessons that I learned from that time have helped me become the person that I am today. It's also a podcast that helps me give the proper accolades and a tribute to my folks and to get a chance to tell their story, a story of a family who came to this country to do what immigrants do best. And that is to put a lot of food and smiles on people's faces. Thanks again for making time for us today. It is extremely humbling that we continue to get downloads from many, many parts of the world. Uh, I just recently had checked. I try not to check the stats, but I recently went in there to see where I was at. There's this magic number that I want to hit and it's getting closer to that. And while I was looking, I saw, I noticed that a download came in from Auckland, New Zealand. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly because I'm pretty big on trying to pronounce things correct. So anyway, if you are coming back, if you're one of them that listened to the previous episode, I want to thank you and welcome aboard. Hopefully you stick around. And if you're listening to this, then I guess you are sticking around. So thank you. But I also want to thank the many of you guys who continually download these uh, episodes that I produce. If I wasn't getting any downloads, I probably would uh, stop the show. So you guys continue to download them and I guess I continue to produce them. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm actually having a good time doing this. It's a little bit more difficult than I thought it would be initially, but I get to learn a lot of not just uh, my past and how all those things that we did growing up in that truck, my family, my siblings and I, but also how to produce a podcast. I hadn't realized it until recently when I met with a former, well, I wouldn't say former, but we were students in a class that we took some time ago and he asked me what I was up to. And I said, yeah, no, I got a podcast. And he said his wife knew about it and he asked me a little bit about it. We actually had lunch and I caught myself telling him how recording and putting it out and publishing it and doing that all by yourself, it, it takes a lot of effort, but it's worth it because you get to see the end result. And as a matter of fact, it's been a year since I started doing that, even though the podcast is a little bit over a year. It's been about a year that I started to do all these things by myself and all that knowledge I'm putting it to work. So it's kind of cool. But anyway, let's get on with this episode. 
I'm excited to bring this episode because it's something that I've been wanting to bring up. I just didn't know how to put it. And then it just came to me. It came to me when I was sitting there. We just uh, are in the middle of rainy season in Northern California. And it really doesn't rain a lot in where in an area where I live. We went through this little storm where things got a little bit flooded. Not bad like in other parts of the country. But it was enough where you saw workers out there in the middle of the rain in the just torrential it seemed and they were out there with rakes trying to clear stuff off uh, gutters so that the streets wouldn't flood and then i saw news footages of our creeks where other workers were going over there and basically they were doing jobs that nobody else will do right because they're dirty jobs and it got me thinking about how how do people how people view those workers and I started to remember what we had to do to make sure that the truck that we operated was clean and it wasn't, it wasn't easy. So I often get asked by friends, why, why don't you have your own truck? Why don't you get your own spot? And my mind immediately takes me back to my childhood. Of course, when we would literally stay up from dawn to dusk, working our butts off of course just not to sell tacos but to earn a living put food on the table the hours they sucked they were grueling anybody in the restaurant business will tell you you work a lot of hours and i soon got to a point where i just didn't like selling tacos because of that i hated it there were many reasons why i did hate it as i've mentioned before but one in particular was because of the grime the grime the dirt the cleaning we don't often think of the dirty part of what it takes to run a successful food business success is not always clean so today on this episode i want to talk a little bit about what it takes to gain dignity how we gain dignity through grime through dirt and how this path of finding that kind of stuff took us to better places so I hope you stick around and find out how I found dignity in the dirtiest of places. Again, I hated cleaning the truck. When we finished around 3 a.m., we'd have to go to the car wash, the local car wash. Now, we can't do that today. I mean, we probably couldn't have done it back then, but we did, so that we could use this high-power hose to wash down the floors. Because remember, we'd be selling all day and all night, and sometimes things would fall to the floor, and we'd have to clean that up. You know, I also remember we would have to replace the ice that would keep the the drinks cold because if you didn't mildew would build up at the bottom that buildup would get big we would have to clean a lot so we got into a habit of cleaning that every week because you know the mildew was gross you didn't you didn't want people to come up and grab a soda and see this mildew come up so it, it was all about presentation and making our customers feel better but 
It sucked cleaning it. tell you about how this lesson of how going through that lifestyle helped me out some about almost a dozen years ago and it, yeah it was at the end of 2007 that's when it was I was unemployed and I'd run out of my unemployment benefits and I was looking for a place to work at and if you remember back then it was just at the beginning of the financial crisis, so there weren't a lot of companies hiring. So I was applying to many jobs, and this one job returned an email that I had sent, and it was an operations manager position. So I was interviewed by the owner of this small shop and. He offered me a job. It wasn't even that much money, but I just figured I needed anything. And I soon discovered what the job with a fancy title, right? <laughs> Operations manager, what it really entailed. And what this guy was doing, he was running a business where he hired a bunch of technicians to go and clean restrooms. And these restrooms were restaurants. They were in office buildings and gas stations. So his clients were the businesses who were running these, uh, these, you know, whether it was a gas station or a restaurant or an office place. So he would sell a service where he would send uh, people to go clean them. So he was looking to expand and he offered me this job. He said it was a newly created role. I later found out it wasn't a newly created role that the people prior, the manager prior had quit three managers but anyway that's not the point anyway I took this job and for the first two months of the job I had to go and inspect bathrooms that, that were cleaned by the workers so my job was to go in right after them and to see if they were clean so we're about 50 technicians and each of them had like 15 to 20 stops a day there was no way that I could get to every single one of them. So sometimes I would get to a location a few hours after the technician had left. And sometimes I would get there a day after the technician had left. Well, you can imagine that this wasn't a pleasant thing to do, right? I would have to go in and I would have to put a mirror in the toilet to see, to make sure that the technician was cleaning as per the contract, as of what it called for. And the only way to do that was to go down and go in the toilets. Uh, to add insult to injury, I had to wear a suit, a suit, slacks, nice shirt with a coat and a tie and nice shoes. I used to have pretty nice suits and I wasn't going to go purchase any more to to do this job so I, I started using those and the ones that I had and um, needless to say I, it was the last time I would wear those things but I just remember that I hated doing that and 
I wanted to quit so badly. I wanted to quit. And I could have quit. I could have gotten another job. I could have applied for other jobs. But something kept telling me, no, you need to stick it out. Something kept drilling into my head telling me I needed to stick it out. And what that was, was a little voice telling me and reminding me of the days when we used to have to clean our truck. It wasn't always pretty. You imagine all that grease that it takes to make the carne asada. Where does all that go? What about the garbage that accumulates after the people eat, after the customers eat their, their food and they put it in the bins that we had outside? There were lots of times where we would have to work in the rain, right? It'd be raining and people would leave their plates out in front. After they were done eating tacos, they would just leave their plates scattered everywhere. And my parents would instruct us to go out there and pick up every single plate. It'd be raining. The floor would be muddy. And sometimes the rain would soak the plates, the paper plates, and they would get deeply embedded inside the mud as people would step over them. And we would have to dig them out. We'd have to take them out, wet, dirty, and put them in the garbage bin so that we could clean up after them. There'd be lots of times that we would have to dig out the grease and go in between the grill where some of the grease would go and we'd have to dig that out with our bare hands because some of the pads that we had didn't, you just couldn't do them with the pads so you have to dig in there deeper and soak it with water and soap and the wash off of that, we'd have to accumulate it in a bucket so that we wouldn't just pour it down the drain because... It was illegal to put that kind of stuff down the drain. There were special or there were designated stations at the warehouse. We used to domicile the truck where we would take the grease, where we would take dirty soap. And uh, it wasn't always right next to the truck. We would have to wheelbarrow that stuff over. And after emptying all those contents in there, we would have to clean up the wheelbarrow. It was a very difficult job to do but you had to do it and as a kid you just did what you were told well all that stuff came into play as I was contemplating quitting this job that I was doing that I hated because it was in my eyes was attacking my dignity but I didn't realize that the dignity was already there was already there because it had been built for many years without My parents, knowing they were teaching us about how to preserve your dignity when you're doing something that other people really don't care about. And it worked because I didn't quit. Something kept telling me, you have to stick to this job because you've been down here before. And so I did. 
And it wasn't easy. I hated looking down toilets. It was embarrassing. I felt, I have a college degree. Why should I be doing this? This is why I went to college. And then this humble bee would come over and say, no, 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 no. No, that's not what this is about. This is about you finding more of yourself and finding out what you're really made of. And I would remember when I was younger, I would talk to my friends and we'd have conversations and we'd say, you know, if I had to work at McDonald's, I would, right? Because that's the lesson that I learned. And not to diminish the role of a McDonald's worker. What I'm trying to get at here is that I always felt that if you need to work, you'll find a way to work. And it's easy to say, well, here I was in 2007, 2008, working a job that I hated, not even getting getting paid a lot less than I was making previous jobs. And I was watching basically to see, I was looking to see that the toilets were cleaned. And sometimes I would walk into a toilet that wasn't clean. I felt very small. I really felt I had hit rock bottom in my career. So I had all this mix of emotions that, no, you don't do this because you have a college degree. No, you got to do this. And ultimately, the side that won was the side that said, stick it out. Go through this. Go through the grime. Go through this. You have to see it through. Because in this, if you could hang in there, you will see what you are made of. You will see that you will find some dignity at the bottom of that toilet. As weird as that sounds, when I look back at those moments, I did. I found that I could go down there and say, I can work a job like this if I have to make a living. And I would not have had those thoughts had it not been for working in that truck. I saw my parents struggle day in and day out. They rarely took days off. And when they did, they spent it with us. But making all those tacos and making all those enchiladas, rolling up all those burritos, making all those chicken sandwiches, making all those nachos for everybody to enjoy. It wasn't easy. And that's where I got it from. We often think that dirty jobs, people who do dirty jobs, aren't. we don't tie them in with success. Those people picking up garbage on the side of the freeways, the people cleaning the bathrooms, the people cleaning the windows, we don't think they're successful, but you know what? They are. People who work these jobs tend to be happier. They tend to live a much more balanced life. There's videos out there of people picking fruit, picking vegetables, 
out in the fields and they're whistling. You think these people followed their passion just to bring some strawberries to your table? I bring this up because we are living in times where we diminish and we judge people based on what they do, where they come from, the things that they do. Next time that you eat a taco, where did that tortilla come from? Where did that cilantro get picked from? Just thank your taquero next time you get a taco. It's not always pretty. And when we look at what we could enjoy, especially when we go to restaurants and we sit down on a clean table, people picking up our food as we dine with our friends. These are good people. Dignity. It's not always clean. That is all for this episode. Thank you for joining us. I do appreciate the fact that you guys make time for us, so continue doing that. If you like the show, please pass it on to others. Let them know. Pass along the podcast. And finally, I want to thank the many of you who take the time to thank those people around you who do these dirty jobs, who hold their heads up high. And I want to thank the many of you who say at least thank you when you pass by them. I hope you join us next time. I'm Isidro Salas, and this is 10,000... Tacos.